0: Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. Uh, That's me. Thanks for joining us. I really, really do uh, appreciate and am grateful for your listenership. have a great postcard here from Grace in Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, Canada. And Grace, honestly, your handwriting's amazing, but your words, uh, your encouragement is just so helpful. I I love what you said about the podcast. You said that the podcast has helped you in a way where it, it has enlarged my steps and beautified the path the Lord is leading me down. Honestly, that is so poetic. Thank you for sharing the words of encouragement, taking the time, and sharing this postcard from the Sunshine Coast up there in uh, Vancouver, beautiful part of the country. And uh, thank you for taking the time, Grace. That really means a lot. Jeremiah chapter 23, we're in verse 28 today, and I love, love, love this section. It's oft quoted, and it's a, a fantastic section when it comes to just the power of the Word of God. And I hope that by now in our Bible study, you're seeing that. You're seeing the, the power and the practicality of the Word of God in your life. It's it's amazing as we listen to the Word of God day after day, week after week, month after month and year after year, how it just seems that God has the the right thing on the right day for the right reason. And I hope that th- that's been part of your experience uh, those of you that have been faithful listeners, even here at Everyday Truth, look at verse number 28, Jeremiah 23, he continues to decry the uh, the false prophets of the day. And it says here in verse 28, the prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? What great language. So what was happening in Jeremiah's day is these false prophets were simply making up their messages, things that sounded good or or better still, things that they felt would gain them popularity and gain them status among the people. Reminds me of 2 Timothy chapter 4, where the Bible says people will in the last days will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And we see the same thing happening in our society today, where people in the name of truth, in the name of God, in the name of preaching will say things that have nothing to do with the Bible, but have everything to do with making people feel good or getting a crowd and and so on and so forth. And so what the Bible says here, the Lord speaking says, "If, if a prophet has a dream, let him dream. But if he has a word, let it be the word of God faithfully given. And I think that the contrast here is uh, a person's opinion, the the dream that we're talking about here in verse 28 is like chaff. The the chaff, the the husk uh, of a uh, of, of 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 wheat or barley or corn is not edible and must be separated from the seed itself, the grain, I should say. And so uh, the opinions of man are like chaff. And the word of God is what's real and substantive and weighty. And it, the wind doesn't drive it away. It stays. And so the the point here is let your opinions and let your false prophecies and the things that sound good to you, let those things blow away because ultimately they will. It's only the word of God that endureth forever. Uh, forever. I was, I was going to quote another verse there, and I got tongue-tied, because heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. What a great way to say it here in Jeremiah chapter 23 and verse 28. Verse number 29, the Lord says, is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord? What, what What a metaphor. Is not my word like a fire? You think about fire, especially in the sense of being a person who lived back in those days. So today we don't think about fire perhaps in the same way because fire is uh, more of a novelty to us. Uh, fire is destructive. We certainly want to make sure that we are careful around uh, matches and we don't want to be involved in a, a house fire. But, but a fire in Bible days was part and parcel to their everyday life. You Cooking a fire, heating by wood. Uh, A fire was something that you were around every day. So people thought about a fire. They knew what a fire did. And so a fire spoke to the health of people. It was the way by which you cooked. It was the way by which you stayed warm in a cold climate. So a, a fire was a necessary component of life and i think what the lord says is not my word like a fire certainly that's part of it i think there's there's many applications to this metaphor that the word of god is should be a comfort it certainly is a necessity it ought to be a daily part of our lives but i think beyond that and i think in the more readily in the context a fire is that which consumes and so fire in the bible is often symbolic of judgment think about even hell is known for fire and so i think that's what uh, the Lord's driving at here because look at the rest of the verse, verse number 29, where it says, it not, is not my word like a, like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer. So there's the other metaphor in the same verse or, or simile, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. So nothing can stand to a fire. A fire hot enough can consume anything and a hammer strong enough can break anything. And the point here is that your will is strong and you think your nation is strong, Zedekiah. Uh, You think that you're impregnable in some ways, but understand that my word will always accomplish what I want it to accomplish. And in this case, God had predicted and they had invited by their rebellion, judgment, like the breaking of a rock, like the burning of a fire, would you look at verse number 30? Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord. Why? Because they chose not to engage in faithful preaching of the word, which would have been the much better choice because the word itself has inherent power like fire. The word itself has inherent power like a hammer. And our job is but to wield it. Our job is but to Proclaim it. And yet the prophets here were choosing rather to talk about their dreams and their opinions and the imaginations of their heart. We've been talking about that. And the Lord is painting that contrast like wheat and and chaff and saying, that's why I'm against you because you style yourselves to be spokespeople for me, spokesmen for me. And yet you are not speaking for me. You're really just speaking for yourself. So I'm against you. Verse number 30, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that steal my words, every one from his neighbor. They steal my words from his neighbor. Now, in what sense were the false prophets stealing the word of God from their neighbor? I think in this sense, in that they were withholding it. They were withholding it. They were take, they were not giving people what they needed. They weren't giving them the word of God. They were giving them a cheap alternative, their opinion, uh, their dream, their imagination. And what the Lord said is you're really guilty of stealing because you have a responsibility to give the word to them and you're holding it back. It would be no different from an employer. Who has a responsibility to pay his customer or not customer to pay his employees and doesn't do it. If a if a if a, an employer holds back wages, what is he doing? He's stealing. Remember that passage in James chapter five, where people were being manipulated and cheated by their boss in James 5. And, and the Lord said, Be patient, be patient. I'm gonna deal with this. The the judge standeth before the door, I'm watching, I'm seeing. And what the Lord is saying here is, be patient, Uh, I'm watching, I'm seeing, I'm going to deal with this. Would that not be a great accountability factor for all of us that teach the Word of God? Whether you're a dad, a mom, a preacher, a Sunday school teacher, a pastor, that when you don't tell people the things that you know from God's word that will help them, even though they're hard to hear, you are actually stealing from them by holding back what they should have. What a concept. And the reason why they were stealing in this sense from their neighbor is who wants to give bad news? You know, bad news doesn't get you popular. Uh, bad news doesn't build the crowd. Bad, bad news doesn't make you rich. Bad news doesn't get you in the club. And that's what Jeremiah has been experiencing now for all these years. For all these years of ministry, he's the outsider. And yet all these prophets in their little club, and the agreement of their messages, they're getting the short-term benefit of crowds and people and money and status and all of it. And yet God says, I'm watching. And what's actually happening here is you are guilty of being a thief. Wow. What a statement. I think we'll stop there in verse number 30 today, just because it's a good place to uh, mark our place. We'll come back to verse number 31. The Lord has some more to say here, and I want to hear it. So I hope you'll come back. uh, Verse number 31, next episode. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.